Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner, and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello there, this is Dr. Kelly Pearson back with you today. And I am um, talking about a few things that are near and dear to my heart. And as I progress in this podcast, I realize that this is such a great platform just to be practicing my authenticity and my honesty and my transparency, something that I, I strive to encourage within my civility workshops and honestly, within everybody I have the opportunity to work with, because the truth that shall set you free, as they say. But uh, before I begin a, a particular case study, which I think you'll find interesting, I just wanted to comment a little bit about my most recent civility workshop. And again, this is a two-hour workshop I'm giving to the community for free. And it's designed to create compassion and respect for people you completely disagree with. And it has been nothing short of miraculous in terms of people being given the tools and the protocols to engage in conversation that opens up mindsets, not so much to change anyone's minds, that's not the goal, although it can happen, but to understand each other's minds. And uh, I think there's three questions that if you've heard or statements that if you've heard other people say to you when you're in the midst of an important conversation, I promise you, if these statements are being made in, um, in your direction, you are not doing a good job of listening. You're not doing a good job of receiving and or sharing. But when someone says, you're not listening or let me finish or that is not what I said. In actual fact, those are three common things that people will say when they haven't been um, at all inspired to recognize that you really are listening as if you care, or more importantly, that you are listening in order to understand. And the piece about let me finish is so important because in a workshop, we let people talk until they are done sharing their point of view. And of interest, for some people, that is incredibly uncomfortable because well, they feel a little bit like they're being rude because we're so used to jumping in on each other's conversations that they feel as if they're bogarting the conversation, which of course they are. That's their goal is to share their opinion, but there's then the next person's turn. Matter of fact, there was one participant who, who was really uncomfortable because she realized that she only continued talking about things she felt near and dear to her heart, if there was some direction by the person who was listening. 
So for instance, if the person looks sad or mad or into the conversation or not into the conversation, it would determine what she would say next. That what was coming out of her heart was really being edited by how she felt like she was being perceived. So it's not always the person we're speaking to. It's not always their problem in their absence of listening, but it's, it could be the speaker's problem with recognizing that they don't trust their own informed belief system, that they don't trust their ability to speak the truth without somebody else out there saying, yeah, I gotcha, or good work. So that's really what I wanted to say about the civility workshop. I, I want you to think this week, if you ever feel like you wanna say, let me finish, or if you know you've cut someone off, just try working on that. That if you just let them go for as long as it takes for them to get to their endpoint, and they have a sense you're listening, it won't take nearly as long as you might think. And see if that augments your, your understanding of another human being. Because again, this podcast is about aging well. And people who are angry, <laughs> who are frustrated, who don't feel heard, who can't speak, who can't speak up, they tend to get cardiovascular challenges. You know, we used to reference it as the type A personality. This kind of learning to speak with each other and listening with each other is really cool in terms of reducing that, that emotional angst and reducing that physiological stress. Okay, so let me switch, let me switch um, topics here for a moment and talk to you about something that actually uh, a condition that, that I had that was completely relieved. And it started with the power of prayer. And uh, I'm not going to get into my spiritual background, although one podcast in the near future, I will, because it's quite interesting. It has many lefts and rights and ups and downs, but um, finally grounded in a very nice centered place. But let me just say during COVID, what I realized in the world, the way I saw things being mismanaged and the science not being honored and decisions changed without apparently any good reason, I started to question the backdrop and started to feel like there were actually some people who were committed to not doing a good job, who were committed to bashing down the truth and sort of gave me a sense that there was a dark side to some of the people behind the scenes. And that's not something that I really have honored in my life. I've always believed people who are, quote, evil just need a little more love, which is likely true. But I have come to realize that there's been an evil um, agenda on some level. I'm not going to say who's who or why or anything like that. I just started to feel this real strong concern about some crummy ways we were managing people and taking care of people. And so through COVID, my spiritual growth really kind of crescendoed. And so with that, my ability to pray has, has improved dramatically. And as those of you who do pray do know that prayer works. Not every time for exactly what you want, but prayer can move conditions in a favorable direction. So about three months ago now, I fell on the ice on my side and I landed with my right elbow into the ground, onto the pavement, and it jacked my shoulder up into my neck and uh, so landed on my right hip. And I uh, 
started having some pain that scared me a little bit. I thought, oh boy, I've torn something. I've done it this time. I might need some surgical intervention. I, I went to in, in tremendous personal analysis as you do when you're in healthcare. And I started weighing and sorting my options. And the pain was, was not getting better. I was tolerating maybe a little bit better. And I kept trying to ask through prayer for some clarification on what I might do or directions I might take. And so of interest, this one particular day after I generally do my reading and prayer time in the mornings, and then on that particular day, I went right to work and got home and I got the phone call during the middle of the day of a physician friend and chiropractor down in LA. And I couldn't get to the phone, of course, because I was with patients. But that evening, I called them back, and it was Dr. Craig Morris, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and he was essentially inviting me to participate in a in a collective on women's studies as it relates to chiropractic care. And of course, I was more than delighted to say yes to that. But he also represented a course of work that I thought was really fabulous, and I had sort of touched on it years and years ago. Uh, but I never really got fully engaged in the work because it was difficult and time consuming. So I asked him if he was still teaching that work. And he was, and a matter of fact, the following weekend in LA, he was doing a primer. And he told me that things have gotten quite a lot easier to learn and more important to more importantly to incorporate into practice. So I said, you know, I'm, you called me, I feel really moved to study this work again, because it will really tie up some protocols that I'm doing with um, other facets of back pain. So I flew down. Well, the course was fabulous. And I learned a lot that were very, a lot of information that was very foundational. And I was able to apply it very quickly into the practice when I, when I, when I arrived home. But what was even better is that night he, he said, you know, Kelly, I'm going to have dinner with Dr. Len Faye. Do you happen to know him? Well, I not only know Len, Dr. Faye, he, I, I love him. He's uh, been my mentor and kind of saved my bacon when I was a young chiropractor. My husband, who's a chiropractor, had studied under him and had learned his work. And he's one of the best adjusters, which is the thing chiropractors do in the world, literally, and truly an amazing guy. So Craig was having dinner with him that Saturday and asked me to come along. And I was excited to see Lynn. It had been a, some, some years and he's 82, planning on retiring when he's 85. And we had this fabulous dinner talking about all the ins and outs of our, of my, of our discipline. And I, um, I, I took a stab at a courageous question. I said, hey, Lynn, I, on your way out tonight, maybe in the lobby, we can find a place that you can examine my upper back and neck because I'm having this right-sided neck pain that's just not getting better from a fall I had on my shoulder. And he said, well, sure, you know, chiropractors are not shy. So um, after dinner, there were two little little cocktail tables that people could put their feet up on or drinks up on. They pushed them together. I sat on one, he sat behind on the other in a manner that we often do in the clinic. And he went about palpating my spine. And when a chiropractor who does motion palpation palpates the spine, what happens is they'll take each joint and they'll move that joint into the six different directions that joint's capable of moving. Little nudge into extension, opening into a flexion, uh, bending to the left, bending to the right, and right rotation or left rotation. 
and you'll kind of get a sense of where in the spine the primary restriction was. And I was wholly feeling like he would find something in my lower neck as the, as the cause. But in fact, he found something in my upper thoracic spine. You have 12 thoracic vertebrae and he found one at T4, between T4 and T5. And he said, oh, oh, there it is. That's the problem. And uh, he said, what happened here is you don't have the ability to side bend to the left between the fourth and fifth thoracic. You don't have the ability to rotate posterior back to front on the right side of that vertebra, and it's not extending in relationship to the vertebra below. So you need to have that joint adjusted in those three planes. And um, in, all, in all honesty, I hadn't had that work done. I had work done above that area and below that area, but not at that specific joint. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll do that. So I went home and I have four other fabulous chiropractors in my clinic on this one day during one of our staff meetings, there were only three other docs there. The other was, was on holiday. And I said, all right, you guys, um, one of you is going to adjust T4, T5, in, improving left side bending capability. One of you is going to adjust it front to back in rotation on the right side. And the other, and the other is going to adjust it in pure extension. And um, they, they palpated. They confirmed that it seemed reasonable. They each did their move. And... I kid you not, that pain in my neck, which was now probably seven or eight segments above where the joint restriction was, just went away. And there was a tension building from the muscles irritated from that joint being restricted at T4, T5. And those muscles happened to attach to the middle of my cervical spine. And instantly this pain um, was gone. And I don't say in an instant it was gone, but at instant I felt this oh, fabulous release. And then the next morning I woke up and that tension tightness that I was waking up to for the last three months was gone. And what's my point of this story? Well, my point is that a good chiropractor who knows motion palpation, the technique I just described, is worth their weight in salt if you have a chronic pain in your spine. Then you can go to motionpalpation.org and go to... Um, the referral network tab and find a chiropractor in your area who's taken these courses. Um, my husband and I are not listed in this particular network only because it's a newer um, semblance of, of chiropractors, although we've been studying this work for 40 years and I hope to go to one of their seminars here in the near future, actually in June. But my point was, it was just this beautiful um, asking somebody who really knew what they were talking about, having the courage to make the request, and then following up with action that was recommended. But what I thought was even cooler than all that was not only just the relief I received, but this crazy answer of prayer. I thought, wow, that was, that was awesome. I had a prayer for relief. And before you know it, I had a friend from LA calling me. I'm going flying to LA for a seminar. By the way, I'm having dinner with this fabulous guy, by the way, who palpates me and figures out where my problem was, even though I'd had a lot of good chiropractors uh, feel my back before in this venue, but they didn't find quite that thing. But nobody was Len Fay. Nobody has been in practice for 60 years like Len has. He's been the father of motion palpation. So I was able to get the best of the best of the best. And then I was able to go home and apply those resources. And all the while, the solution to my problem was right there in, in my home, right there in my clinic. And I think that's so true. Um, so please ask for help. Ask for guidance with your problem. Uh, you know, if you're a 
a believer of, of, of God and of Jesus Christ, and you believe in the power of prayer, or you believe in any God, any higher power, and you believe that there is the ability to connect when your heart's open and you want guidance, ask for that help. Don't be uh, shy and don't feel like you can't receive the answer because in actual fact, it can, it can work. So I, I am um, sharing that information with a little bit of vulnerability, but I thought, what's the point of having a podcast if I can't share some of the good news, the things that I experience as a professional and things I experience as a human? So I hope that was helpful. And if you're looking for a good chiropractor who has motion palpation skills, don't forget to head over to that particular venue, um, motionpalpation.org. All right, then. Well, you guys have a terrific week. We're heading into an amazing season. Those of us who live in in cold areas are particularly excited about spring and summer coming. So you guys take care of yourself. I'll talk to you next week. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website 8minutestoageless.org will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.